Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Online Darts, the live land, or should I say Old Trafford Jar, only joking, we're here to talk about the darts, everyone, mate. not the football. <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate, mate, do you know what? Do you know what? Honestly, you know what? You deserve it today. Uh, I've not said anything about the game. Definitely not said anything about the game, but congratulations. Well done. Well done. Mate, it was one of those ones. Strange one, but we're here to talk about darts, not football. Lucky for everyone else. Gentlemen, we are almost time for... The Boyle Sports World Grand Prix, and I cannot wait. The best-looking Grand Prix we've seen in ages, and we're going to take everyone through, potentially, what could happen. Obviously, me, Phil Bass, Jonathan, and Jack Gubby Garwood, and we will be joined by Sam Tizzle later on in the show to run us through the betting. Guys, are you excited? Yeah. Just a bit. It's something <laughs> different, isn't it? That, that's that's the beauty of the Grand Prix. Like it's the same as the World Cup. I love the World Cup because it's a pairs format. Like part of me thinks a lot of the rest of the season. All right, you've got the match playing the awards, which is like the leg playing the set play daddy. But just mix it up. Do something that little bit different. We've got a slightly different format, and it just allows so many different results and upsets to happen. And there's, there's that edginess that if you're having a bad day on the outer ring, you're in a world of trouble because you need it both sides of the game. Now, you can't you can't rely on your scoring to give you multiple opportunities because you're fighting your way back in the game. It, it just it throws up so much drama. It's excellent to watch. And it, it's something different. I'm going to say this now, right, very, very quickly. This is probably my favourite major of them all. I love the match play because it's great. It's a fantastic experience in Blackpool in the Winter Gardens normally. The Worlds is great for the three and a half weeks, but this is my favourite major of the lot because you normally get the best players for the whole year on in the Grand Prix. It's the best format because you're playing in set play, which is amazing, and obviously the double in, double out stuff, which is incredible. It is my favourite major of the lot. Sorry, the TV title, not major. Excuse me. Right, right ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to apologise. It's only eight minutes past eight and Jars dropped the M word at least three times already. 
Oh my days! What a watershed. Number one, number one. Barry's always right. He called it a major. Uh, hashtag rule number one. We all know Baz was rule. Um, no, but it just looks an unbelievable tournament coming up, and we'll, we'll go through everything in a minute. And there's a lot of seeds and a whole lot of trouble potentially. There's some outsiders that could do well, and the um the p words already been mentioned in the interviews. And if someone comes through here, oh my days, we've got spanners in the works all over the place. Um, so I'm I'm yes. really excited for this. Um, look, anything could happen. I yeah. think we're we're all in agreements there. Yeah, it's it, it's it's the best field that has ever been assembled in a World Grand Prix. There's no doubt about that. That first round, there's about five or six ties that you could call a tie of the round. It's probably the best. Uh, set of players that we've ever had and particularly the top quarter of the draw is effing stacked <laughs> there's no other way of putting yes. it um yeah it's um it's not the nicest draw for some shall we say and then others have gone Phew, thank you very much yeah world grow uh, yeah about to say yeah. well a certain world number one is not happy at this moment in time i don't think No, not at oh, all. There we go. There, there's um, the early jabbing back in the ribs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's, it, it's like a sparring show. And of course, I am going to apologise as well, everyone. Sorry, we had to leave our normal Monday night slot. My fault. I'll put my hands up. Um, I have to go and join the bubble tomorrow morning for me. For me, We've test. Got to keep and, the star I'm, happy, I'm everybody. Uh, and the way it's going, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm definitely going to be tomorrow. there yet because. Because with everyone, <laughs> because because with everyone failing COVID tests with no symptoms, look, I've got no symptoms. However, until that result comes back negative, I'm not gonna blow any trumpets because it's been a strange week. Obviously, wishing Barry and Eddie the a speedy yeah. recovery. Both of them no symptoms and and ended up failing tests. It's just a a right strange one, shall we say? Very, and I think we can all say for this. I'm sure God will say the same in a second, but. Uh... Yeah, definitely. Um, best wishes to Barry and to Eddie. Hope that they recover soon. Yes, definitely. But without further ado, let's crack on because it's going to be busy. So first of all, before we get into the schedule and everything like that, we'll um we'll have a look at the draw because there it is in all its glory. We touched on it on last week's um, live. Are we, are we allowed to show this before nine o'clock? Yeah. Because this is filth. Disclaimer. Pure adultery. Disclaimer. It's nine o'clock somewhere in the world. It's nine <laughs> o'clock in Central European time. <laughs> um, again, just say hello to everyone on the YouTube chat as well. By all means, get involved with the chat. We're interacting with you. We'll, we'll chat away and we'll um, ask your questions or points in the show as well. And of course, if you haven't, hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. We're racking them up, but we want more. We're greedy. We want you all to come and join the fun. But, Gob, you are right. This is an absolute filth draw from start to finish. Um, I just look at this. Just games, there's just games popping out all over the place. It's like, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. And I'm like, yeah, they're all rather mint, aren't they? Yeah. It's um, class. And to be honest, a little bit biased from here, but if that top left-hand quarter of the draw was the quarterfinals, I'd be a very happy man. 
that tells you something totally about this because we've got two, three rounds before we get there. So if that top left hand side of the draw was was the was the last eight, I'd, I'd be very very happy. But well, totally agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. It was unbelievable, <laughs> and, and that, like and that you look round one. The thing is, the, the thing is, you look at that. You look at the state of that draw, and if anybody looked at you like that, that would probably be. That's probably the best. As I said before, that is the best first round draw I think I've seen at a major tournament ever. Properly covering darts, that is unbelievable, yeah. and this is why I like the Grand Prix m- more because obviously with the match play, if you if you play well for six months, chances are you might not qualify because everybody else had a really good pro tour and Euro tours for the for, uh, for the back end of last year or for something like that. Whereas this is basically the best players in the world coming to this tournament every single year. And it's in set play. And I think we can, I'm pretty sure I will be speaking for everybody on this channel when I say, we all want more set play tournaments. Set play is God. Yes, no, I, I agree. Uh, one from Daz, which refs are doing it? I don't know, apart from Lord Noble, because I was chatting to him today. I know George is there. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> George is always um, there. I, George is always there. No, look, Does that I, mean I we're guess... getting last leg shootouts? just what we need give George and I off George said, he on time. George said he was going to have a watch tonight and for all those watching at home we all know if George is refereeing it it's got sudden death written all over it so get on the overs on George's games <laughs> I think instead of um, writing the oh, speech yeah, he should just have it printed on the back of his t-shirt and turn around to the crowd when we get there just go, just read that just what crowd second. <laughs> or TV or play the players know by now ish yeah you'll still see one yeah. or two well, celebrate so, before so, the so, start so, 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 but you know it's been it's been known for the players to to mess up <laughs> um so right what we'll do is we'll go through it in schedule order and not draw order we'll do it in schedule order so we'll start with Tuesday and I can't believe this game is first Genuinely can't. Adrian Lewis against Chris Dobie. If I'm the, they obviously do it for a reason, but I'm gobsmacked that this game is first. And in game number one, the 16 seed is in a world of trouble. The only reason why I think they've gone for, for this game first is to be that sort of a blockbuster to get us going. I don't know if if you think that's the case, but I, I, that's the only reason why I could see that for the BDC. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I honestly think that AD is in trouble. He didn't have that great an autumn series. Yeah, he didn't. He just didn't really take on my fancy. And Dobes had a decent enough Euro tour. I thought the game against Clayton was mint. I don't think he deserved to go out in the second round. Could have had a nicer draw. There's no doubt about that. But. Remember, Dobes loves his format, God, because he's played it so many times in the northeast, doesn't he? And he's a, he's a semi-finalist from this year, from last year, for Christ's sake. Yeah, just just two quality quality players. We, we've spoken a lot about Dobie over the last few weeks and, and where we see him going. Um, it's another horrid first round draw for Aidy Lewis. He cannot buy a first round draw at the minute. He's one of them where if it, if it's not going your way and you're on a bit of a slide, it, it just doesn't seem to go right for him. Um, needs a big performance because I think Derby will get going. Um, absolute coin toss. 
I'm gonna have that many splinters up my backside by the end of the night sitting on the fence for some of these. It's gonna hurt, but this is an absolute coin toss between the two. And to be fair, subplot that Chris isn't that far behind Adrian in the order of merit. So the fact they're playing each other, they could be. I think Doge has got to win another game after this. But the subplot is that by the end of the Grand Prix, Adrian Lewis could be outside the world's top sixteen again. Yeah, because Clayton was close at the Euro, wasn't he? Yeah, again, he's not he's yeah. not far behind Dovey. There's a real, let's say, Johnny Clayton and Chris Dovey aren't far away from Adrian Lewis. So that, if, that's real uh, intriguing. Yeah, just looking at it now, uh, PB, if Dovey makes the quarterfinals, <laughs> which is going to be tough, by the way, but if he makes the quarterfinals, uh, sorry, yeah, no, sorry, if he makes the semifinals, excuse me, makes the semifinals. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, it is quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. If he makes the quarterfinals, he jumps to number 16 in the world. So there, there, there we go. There's there's motivation enough. Um, mm. Yeah, so I'm going those just because, look, on any given day, Adrian Lewis could turn up and roll back the years, so to speak, like we've seen in performances. We've seen blitzes from him. But you know what you're going to get from those. So from that basis, I'd me personally, I'm with you, I'm, I'm going Dobes in the opener. I'm going jackpot because it's set play. If it was leg play, uh, I think that the, the dips that he has in form would be an issue. But the fact you can switch off uh, four or five legs in it, all right, you put a set on the board, but then you go again from, from level pegging means that I think Lewis can just put together those three or four leg runs and bursts and uh, get away with it. Oh, yeah, that's and that's why he's dangerous. I completely agree with you. Yeah. I'll go with Dobes. Right. I think Dobes is going to win this. Yeah. I think Dobes will win this. Match number two. Looking forward to this one in a weird way. Danny Noppet against Ryan Sell because Danny Noppet, just over the last year, he's doing, special, he's doing some special things and the more and more you watch him, the more I think he's becoming a real danger on there. His, his pace doesn't suit a lot, but that's not up to everyone else. But just his own game, and especially in the Euro Tour, looked so comfortable last weekend. And this is a big ask for Ryan Sell because we haven't seen a lot of him. Obviously, he's played in the Autumn Series and the Summer Series and all that, but we haven't seen an awful lot of Ryan recently. So we don't really know where his game's at in terms of TV game. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I almost want to say sorry to Danny Noppert for spending all of last year calling him out as the ideal first round opponent in TV events because he's exceptional. <laughs> he's 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 very very good dart player. And like I think a lot of people forget that him and Duzzer were were very neck and neck for a year or two in the BDO, and because Danny didn't quite make the same impact upon his switch to the PDC straight away, we, we forget just how good a player he was under that code. And yeah, right, it's taken a while to settle in, start picking up these results. But he's been fantastic for the last six to 12 months. Been a really, really quality player. Um, and to be honest, I think he wins this one comfortably. The problem you've got with Ryan Sell, or if you're Danny Nopper, is that if Ryan turns up and plays his A game, he's very, very good. But I don't see his B or C game 
Unfortunately, I, I just don't see him winning with those. I don't see him winning with an average performance. If Ryan Searle's going to win, he's going to win with something stupid like 104, 105 average, and he's going to be nigh on perfect on the doubles and banging a load of 180s. If, if he doesn't throw a near-perfect game on TV, I don't see Ryan Searle winning the game. And I just think Danny's so consistent, so calm. Um, and I think his top hit has been very, very good recently that as a start, double, I'd have finished double. I just think Danny's got the edge all the way in this one. Yeah, agree couldn't agree job? more. Um, this, yeah, could not agree more with with uh, with Gobbler PB. I'll be honest with you. Um, this game does not tickle my fancy. I will be brutally honest, but we have to have some games that aren't as 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 appealing as the others. Uh, on on the, the first night, I think uh, Danny Noppert should comfortably win this game. I haven't seen anything from Ryan Searle really. That that much, I don't think, probably since what I'm gonna say, since when he won the Pro Tour event, I don't know. I've not really seen much from him, and I, I, I've seen consistency from Noppy. So I'm gonna go with Noppy. I think on this one. No, I agree. Next up, we have the gentle Mensor Sulevic against the Chainsaw and Ivan Bone. Um, look. Sorry, Joe. I'm going to I'm going to damp on your fire here. I think Mensa wins this comfortably. Yeah, me too. Um, if this was so in March, I, 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 yeah. If, if, if this was in, if this was in March, by the way, I'll be picking Derp <laughs> all the way. It's not in March. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to go it's six, six be, months ago. This is a completely different matchup. Dirk was playing unbelievable on the pro tour on the floor event, and I think Mensor dipped. But I think Mensor's picked up again and is looking. Not quite dangerous enough to be the top eight player that he was, but I still think he's he's good enough, consistent enough and experienced enough to hang around that top 16 while he's not playing too well. Got a little bit to defend as he's going on, but I think he's good enough to keep that going. Um, and I just think he's pushed up and Dirk's dropped at the wrong time. It, they, they've just gone in opposite directions and this should be comfortable for Mentor. Although, will be interesting to see where he starts because he has fallen out of love with number 14. Massively. I can tell you where he starts. It'll, it'll, look, he, he, might, he might have fallen out of love of it, but it's, you, you always go back to Old Faithful, don't you? Uh, I'm not sure he does. Are you, uh, Honestly, his nice, hitting of double nice. 14 has been atrocious. He's almost at the point where he's not leaving it anymore as well because it's just not, it's just not there for him. And that's the worry, right? Yeah, that, that's where Dirk's opportunity is, I think, at the minute, is if Mentor does go 14s and they're not there for him again. And he's got an opportunity to get ahead of him, put him under pressure, and then start forcing Mentor to start elsewhere. The problem is, though, when you start with it, you don't have to be as accurate because you can stray, is the thing. So that's why I think that maybe not finishing on 14s, but I think he'll start there because of the drift that you can get. But yeah, I think it's just comfort because he's, he's aiming at a bigger target, so to speak. Um, but for me, I'm going yeah. Mentor comfortably. Any, any objections, gentlemen? I won't no. say comfortably. I'll say he wins this in three sets. I think Dirk will get a set off him. But yeah, if this was in March, February, March time, I'd be picking. Um, I'd be picking Dirk all the way, all the way. Now this next one, gentlemen, this could be absolutely freaking anything. It is Jose de Souza against man of the moment, Devin Peterson. Oh my days! Where do we start on this one? Where do we start? There is only one well, bet all, and one bet only for this match. And it's that one of them forget to start on a double in at least one leg. 
Yeah, absolutely <laughs> spot on. <laughs> <laughs> These guys it can't count for toffee sometimes. One oh, of them will forget to start on a jungle. Tops. Does he just stay there? It just stays there. <laughs> just stays there. <laughs> I honestly genuinely can't. And, I, honestly genuinely know, can't I wouldn't put him past him trying to start on the ball in one leg either. He's definitely got the ball. No, agreed. Agreed. This and is just chaos. This game could go one or two ways. Yeah, this game could go one or two ways, couldn't it? This will either go mid 90s, not great, both players missing darts at a double, or both players will ping at 106 average and the game will be over in 20 minutes. This is there's no in between with this game, and I don't know where the hell I'm going with this one because if Jose turns up and actually can, because Jose is mint, absolutely mint, and yet Devin is also incredible. So I honestly don't know where I'm I'm going this one. I am currently at the moment sitting on on many many fences. Unfortunately, there's no nah. Premier League draws, Jarts. So you're going to have to get off the fence at some point. I'll wait for you two well, to go. While first you deliberate some more. I'm going Devon. I, I just think he's oh, a little bit more consistent. Obviously, he's he's picked up that title now. He, his scoring is unbelievable. I'm not saying Jose can't match that, but he's just so consistent, so calm. I don't think he'll panic getting in. And I think that when we've seen Jose play a big game in the past, so he draws a big name and he's got an opportunity to put them out or or it's a big game for him in his career. I just think where Devon is at the minute, this is a big game for Jose and it will be talked about a lot. He gets edgy towards the winning line. I've seen him get a little bit tight in the arm, starts dropping darts a little bit and just lose that bit of consistency when he's near that winning line. And I think Devon's performances in particular against Gerwin Price over the last few weeks, even the ones he's lost, will mean that he won't panic. He's learned how to be in that situation now. He knows what he did wrong and he knows how to put it right. And I just think Devon will have the edge that way. Yeah, I think Devon morphed into one of the biggest scorers in world darts. Yeah, he has. Definitely. Definitely. I can't disagree with you, Gob. I I, I am going to go with... I'm going to go with Big Bad Dev. I think he's the man. I really do. I think he. I think he's the real deal. I really do. I think he's going to be here to stay. And at the moment in time, I can't see how... Jose puts him because Jose didn't really have that grand, didn't really have that great of an autumn series, I don't think, from memory. <sighs> I, yeah, Devon just about. Now that he's won that first title, definitely. I'll go with Dev. Yeah, no, I agree. Next up, it's a repeat of one of the best and most epic comebacks of all time. It's the machine, James Wade, against Merv King. Gentlemen, really? Really? Where are we going on this one? I think my Wi-Fi is going. What? I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> on the fence, God. Uh, right. Uh, I'll, I'll go first on oh, this one. Um, I, actually, I actually genuinely think that Merv does this. I think that Merv beats Wadey. I think Merv looked unreal on the, uh, on the Euro Tour. I thought he looked very, very good. Ran out of steam. But... He looks unreal to me. Um, Wadey and a good Euro Tour as well. Not disputing that, but I don't. I just think that Merv's just going to have the edge. Just, I think Merv will get this done. Probably three sets. Might be a last leg decider. Might be, you know, one of those. It'll be close, but I reckon he'll do it. 
Is your internet back yet, Gob? Can you hear us? Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, don't know where to go with this one. I just think that Merv looked very, very good at the Euro Tour, like Jar just said. Um, Wade, I think he played really well at the Euros as well, actually. Um, he, 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 he does enough, doesn't he, James? I think if it goes close and it goes edgy and Wade sticks with him, if King puts in a good performance, then then Wade wins because that's what he does. I just think this is quite intriguing because they've both been around a long time. And I said this last week when we touched on it a little bit, but the fact that we know that James is going to go tops and tens and Merv is going to go 16s and eights, I think just that clash of styles and you're going to see how they then have to go about the rest of the leg to set themselves up for doubles that they like and how you're going to manage the board. Cause I think they're two very, very good players for that. And it's, just such a, a clash of that. This is like the most pure form of, of a Grand Prix match you can expect. I think they're not going to race around the board. They know what they like and they're going to try and leave it. And it's whoever does that the best on the night. Um, I'm going to say James pinches it because I think it stays tight and I think it stays scrappy. Um, when that happens, James just has this way of, of winning matches. I'm going James Wade to win 2-1 finishes it with a 1-2-1 finish to break the Merv King throw. Ooh, nice. Good call. Mystic Marbell, is that you? Hashtag wading. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Very much so, if um, that's the case. Up next, another seed that's in huge danger just because of who he's playing. Um, the world number five, Rob Cross, probably the unluckiest man <laughs> in the draw. As he pulls out Gary Anderson, Gary Anderson unseeded for the World Grand Prix. Now, as this draw is being done, you're thinking, please, not Gary Anderson, please, not Gary, An Gary Anderson. Um, yes. <laughs> Where do we it's start? Actually with this one? Um, Where do we start? Um, yeah, my great God. Yeah, it is absolutely. Being the seed, I think because Cross is the seed, yeah, but it's just brutal, absolutely brutal. We said this about that that first section and quarter draw, but this is possibly the most brutal draw of the lot, just because of the quality and where they are as well. Isn't Gary nine in the world? So like, this is like the worst possible yeah. draw you can have as a seed in terms of ranking. Like, it's absolutely horrid. It falls to the seed that is is. I wouldn't say he's struggling. I, I, I think he's he's found something in his game the last few weeks. He's, he's looked better. He's looked sharper. He's looked like he's he's mounting a bit of a comeback. Still not sure if he'll ever find that world championship form, and only time will tell that. We're not writing him off, but he's fallen quite a distance, and to build that back up again is is difficult. Um, I, I really don't know where this one. Part of me thinks that it will be crossed that will come out of this. Because his, the pace, again, just the pace of the game, Cross will slow it down. He's starting with doubles as well as finishing with doubles. He, he loves to break that rhythm up a bit, and I think that might just throw Gary off just a little bit. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this thinking. is tighter. This is tighter than a Nat's backside. <laughs> Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I think this is going to... Act, do you know what, actually? I'll make a bold prediction. This one's a straight setter. 
Gary Anderson wins. Cross looked okay on the Euro Tour before he came back out against Devin Peterson. What a game. Great. But didn't have a great autumn series again. Yeah, I, I, I think Cross is dropping like a stone at the moment. And the last time we saw him on telly, he obviously got relegated from the Premier League. Last time in a ranked event, he was the he was the world match play defending champion and he got knocked out in the first round. Yeah, go on. Sorry. I know Gary hasn't practiced because he won't have to practice at all, but he's still Gary Anderson and he has got probably the second best natural ability in the field behind Michael Van Gerwen. So yes, I'm going with him. Yeah. I'm edging Anderson purely because in previous years, this tournament has frazzled Rob Cross's brain. And he said it himself. Yeah. For, for, for that reason, I actually think that um, Rob looked a lot better. I think the throw looked the best it's looked in a while in the Euro Tour. Um, but I just think that unless, unless he sorted out his game plan and has got his head around it, which only time will tell, we don't know. So for that reason, I'm going for Gary, but again, could go either way. Right, the penultimate game of Tuesday night, and oh my <laughs> days. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. It is the world yeah. number one, Michael Van Gerwen, against arguably the second most improved player around at the moment, the Polish eagle, Christoph Ratajski. Gentlemen, 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 what an absolute belter this could be. Great for the neutrals. Horrible if you feel bars. This has got classic written all over it. Um, I think... Michael before this year would probably have, have, have taken Christoph apart a little bit here, but I, I just think Christoph is so good mentally. I just think he, he's so strong now. We are starting to see him react a bit more and you, you can see what some of these games and wins mean to him. Um, Michael, we know, has been a bit up and down over the last few weeks, tinkering with equipment, um, possibility that he might do that again. Um, who knows where he is at the minute? Probably Phil, but we'll let you... <laughs> talk that um but yeah this is this is just brutal again and let's be honest i think michael's issue recently has been on the outer ring i think that's where he's lacked the confidence like you start hitting doubles your scoring picks up it, it's that confidence and conviction of throwing a dart so if he starts struggling on the outer ring and he starts dropping his head a little bit christoph will, will take advantage of that uh where do we go? Where where the hell do we start with this game? Um, I don't even know. Uh, this is unbelievable. I can't believe this is a first round tie. I can't believe this is a first round tie. I really can't. Uh, thing is, right, and this is what I, this is things like this will really annoy Michael Van Gogh. And the fact that I know we're going to come on to odds a little bit later, PB, but he's seventeen to four yeah. currently right now with the title sponsor Spoil Sports. That will annoy the Green Machine. You know him better than most. I know him a little bit. But you know and I know that will annoy him. The fact that he's so close to not going off as favourite for this tournament. We saw what happened with the UK Open and look what happened. You write the green machine off at your peril. If he does come up and do new darts this week, I don't think he'll win the tournament. But I do reckon he gets past Wojtowski and I reckon he does this in straight sets. 
because we've yet to see Ratajski, in my opinion, really deliver a big TV performance. And I don't think it's going to happen here. I think this is going to be Michael Van Gerwen comfortably beating Christopher Tyski. People, the reason why people are going about it is because obviously Ratajski's mint, and I'm not debating that, but there are levels, and Michael Van Gerwen is that level. 2 down. I can't back against MVG, as everyone knows. Um, and yes, I might have had a nice little lump on that price because it's absolutely insane, but we'll come on to that later on. Um, yeah, look, I think it will be close. I think we might get a moment like we did against Jamie Hughes last year, the one three five, the, the game changer. Um, and look, I just think that MVG finds a way to win this game. So I'm going 2-1 to Michael Van Gerwen. Club, over to you. Where are you going on this one? I'm going to back my man up the Polish Eagle. Tis all. Silly. Right. The last game of Tuesday night is Bully Boy Michael Smith against the world match play champion Dimitri Vandenberg. What a game to Randolph. Night number one. Gentlemen, discuss. Should we should we just wait for Jar to moan about Dimitri's outright price first, and then we'll talk about the game, or should should we just talk about the game? No, we know he's going to moan. We know he's going to moan about it. Let's just talk about the game. <laughs> I prefer not to speak. Uh, if I speak, I'm a big trouble. Another absolute belter. Um, but I think, despite Dimitri's win, this game is all about which Michael Smith turns up. Yeah, I just think, like Jar just said, Dimitri's win at the match play was fantastic. His stage and TV game is quality, but 95% of the year, Michael Smith is a level above Dimitri Vandenberg. His issue at the minute has been his doubling, his finishing. It, de- it depends how quickly he settles on the outer ring. If he's, if he's getting in pretty comfortably, taking the scores out, he's going to build himself time on, that, on those doubles, but it's all a confidence thing with Michael Smith. If he gets on that outer ring early and then keeps hitting, I think he'll run away with it. But Dimitri will stay in with him. He'll, he'll, he'll throw the odd punch back. Um, but I'm back in Bully Boy 2-1. First of all, Dimitri Vandenberg should not be at 50-1. to 1. Sorry, at Boyle's. I know, spon- I know you're sponsoring us. However, I know you're sponsoring us, but you got your odds wrong. That's scatter kick. He's a world match play champion. He's won the most recent televised made tournament, ranking tournament, whatever you want to call it. He should not be 50 to 1. Having said that, there's a Michael Smith in there that is more determined, I think, than ever to win a tournament. But we all know his troubles on the outer ring. So that's why I'm going to bat my man. Dimitri Vandenberg beats Michael Smith 2 1 in the final game of the night because Smith's troubles on the outer ring need to improve before I see him as a contender to win this tournament. My concern is the knee of Dimitri Vandenberg. Don't let facts get in the the way of of an opinion, Phil. (laughs) Um, The fact it needs another operation is a concern for me. And he's going to have that great big chunky knee brace on, I'm guessing again. And for me, for that reason, I'm going Michael Smith. I think Bully Boy edges this. 
I say this every tournament, and this will be the start of a good run for Michael Smith. Um, no, no, I, I think Bully Boy gets gets over the line. Um, so, just. But in the comments on YouTube, guys, please play along how you think we're calling these as well. Get involved with any score predictions that you want um, in there. Um, Daz, will come on to some outright prices at the end of the first round roundup, mate. Don't worry about that. But everyone, again, the, the chat is there on YouTube for you to all get involved and play along with us. We can interact with you on there as well. Right, moving on to Wednesday night, the last eight of the first round games. And first up, it is Brendan Dolan and his horrific shirt against the Hurricane Kim Hybrex. Um, taking his shirt out of the equation, obviously, because it has no effect on his dieting ability. For me, I think that Dolan will just do what Dolan does in this and get over the line, personally. I don't know if you guys concur yeah. or not. Kim Hybrex um, should not be the World Grand Prix for me. He shouldn't be there. He's not good. He's been playing horrifically for the best part, of, probably since, the, apart from the World Championships, he hasn't been playing that well. Uh, it's a great way to kick off the night. Uh, but Brendan Dolan, no, I think Brendan Dolan gets through this 2-0 comfortably, I think. I don't know. Kim's another one who is is threatening to play well and, and pick up results, and he's just not getting them. Um, pace of Brendan won't suit him. Um, but I think this is where Kim does it. I think this is where he does pick up a win. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Kim two one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Dolan. Then followed up by Jamie Hughes against Stephen Bunting again. Two players that we're not quite sure what we're going to get right now. I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going on this one. Apart from, I think it'll be a three setup. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm quite fancying the bullet here. I think the bullet's been absolutely incredible yeah. for the best part of a year now, I think. And I think that, that while this game probably doesn't stand out on paper to a lot of people, I think this could be a really good game. And also, also, I reckon that Bunting could, uh, Bunting could do bits. I think Bunting will win. I think he'll win quite comfortably again. Yeah, I'm, I'm back yeah, in the Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think when he gets going, he is a top sixteen player. I think he's building his way back up to that. Um, haven't seen a lot of Yozza this year at any of the floor events so far. Um, I just think that Bunting's got that set double as well, and I think that's such an important thing for a player in their arsenal. He's going to go sixteens. Also, really quickly, just to, just to interrupt, just, just just really quickly to interrupt as well. Remember, Jamie Hughes has obviously made a TV quarterfinal this year. He made the UK Open quarterfinal, but it, you could say he had a really nice draw. Stephen Bunting went out against Rob Cross in the fifth round of that of that TV tournament, so there is that aspect of it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to back Stephen Bunting. Game number three. I am bugging for this game. It is the ferret. Johnny Clayton, who's stolen the back door from the Euro Tour against Ian Diamond-White. I'm sure Ian White will love the fact that we're not in Germany with no fans. Um, but beware of a dangerous ferret. Never underestimate a ferret. Never. How many times has Dan Dawson told us this? It's just another horrid draw. These, these are two top 16 <laughs> players. 
borderline. All right, Johnny's yeah. not quite there at the minute, but they are two top 16 players. Ability-wise, performance-wise, over the last couple of years, they are and have been top 16 players. Absolute horrid draw. Um, not Where's Clayton going to start? Do we think it'll be 18s? I think he might go third. Ian White's going to start on top. Ian White's going to start at the top of the board. We know that. Um, but it's a TV event. He's got a tough draw. Um, even if he does win this, he'll probably fall in the second round following a good performance because that's what he does on TV. Um, so we might as well save ourselves that and back Johnny. <laughs> I think Johnny looked really good at the Euro as well. I don't think it's disrespectful to Ian White. We'd all love him to go on and do bits pick up a TV title and force himself into the Premier League that he's probably been overlooked for harshly in the past. The fact he's still on this poor run of TV is, is it's not helping his case anymore. It keeps going against him. So the only way he's going to get back up there, the only way he's going to force himself into that Premier League spot is to win a TV event. But that's, but that for me is why he should, he's been overlooked for the Premier League and deservedly so. Until sometimes you win on the TV, I don't want to hear it for going in the Premier League. I'll be honest with you, I don't want to hear it. I appreciate Michael Smith has won, has not won a TV, has not won a, a TV title by the Shanghai Masters, obviously. But with him, he's at least won a World Youth Championship. You know, I don't want to hear it. And to me, my biggest concern with with Ian is that he just he has that nagging down at the back of his head. And I think the ferret looked pretty damn good as well. Uh, at the weekend, just gone. So, yeah, I'll go with the ferret. Why not? Go, Johnny, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the ferret as well. Um, just because I think he's been... And we'll get a 162 somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, can we just say the next game? The next game. Oh, my goodness. Last year's semi-final is, is now a round one game. Oh, my days. This Grand Prix draws and This men. is another. <laughs> right, that a few, this Grand Prix draws men. I love it. It is. And a few few weeks ago, to a few months ago, this was this was dead set. This was Glenn Durrant 2-0 all day. But Dave Chisnell's performance at the Euro Tour last weekend means this is a lot, lot closer. Having said that, I still think Dozer wins it. And the reason I think Dozer wins it is because Chizzy has to hit a double twice in a leg. And I just think when he's under pressure, <laughs> I don't think that throw holds up. It, it's too snatchy. Yeah. He loses too many darts. I, I still don't understand the mechanics of it for how he hits so many 180s. But to have to go and hit two doubles a leg under pressure, especially if this goes deep, which you expect it to with Glenn Durrant, like this, if it, Glenn's not going to roll over and lose 2-0 in sets here. Famous last words, but he's just not. Right, so this is going to be tight. This is going to go edgy. And at that point, you have to fancy Glenn because of Dave Chisnell's record in, in tight matches on TV under pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go with that. I'll, I'll go with that. I think you, I think that's probably the right way of doing it. I think that does a... We'll witness... I do really do believe it. I do believe that Dozer will win this, and I do believe that he will beat Dave Chisnell, I think, quite comfortably, to be honest. I think it'll be 2-0. Well, I'm loving the fact this is splitting 
opinion on the YouTube chat as well. We've got loads of Chizzy fans in as well, loads of Dazza fans in. It's it's a right, yeah. It's a it's a no bet game as it's been said on the chat. Completely agree. I wouldn't yeah. be touching this one in a yeah. bet. If anybody puts this in their ad cart, you're a brave, brave human being. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, Next up, it is Super Chin, Daryl Gurney against the rock star Joe Cullen. And this is an intriguing one for me. Daryl Gurney, as you can see, he's put some work in, started to turn a corner and played some good stuff. Joe Cullen, if his A game turns up, this could be an absolute belter. It could, and and Joe's got more than got the ability, but I just think that work that we've seen Daryl putting in is paying off. Obviously, likes the tournament as as a former winner. Um, There's just a steeliness about Daryl Gurney again at the minute, where you just don't think he's going to collapse or falter or throw anything less than a 95 that we were seeing at times a few weeks or months ago. So, yeah, I just think think Daryl will be steady, comfortable, we're st- we, we keep saying it every time we talk about Colin. He's another one where we're still waiting for him to kick on and, and win that edgy one. And if it does go edgy, maybe this will be the time. But I'm still backing Gurney. 2-1, um, I think. He's a former World Grand Prix champion, is our Daryl. And he likes this tournament. Normally because it's in Dublin, but obviously not this time. Joe Cullen will not be looking back in anger after this game. He wins his 2-1. Oh, yeah, no, I think it's a three-setter. I think it's a three-setter. Oh, I'm talking to my left and right shoulder here. One saying one, one saying the other. Chin. Just. But close. The chin. The chin. The chin himself. Well, don't, don't, don't just wreck it. I'm going to put this out there as well. Chin is a better nickname than Super Chin. Get rid of the superhero. Go on, chin. It's easy to rolls off the tongue better. Go on, the chin. <laughs> um, next up it is the world champion, Peter Ryan, in some people's tournament favourite size, not mine, obviously, against um, Ryan <laughs> Joyce. For me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Carragher and Neville. We're not even attempting to hide the bias anymore, are we? <laughs> like, I love the honesty. Bill's going to be sat there in green. Jar's going to be sat there in black or white, swearing and pushing at people. And I'm going to have a Mohican. We might as well just come out with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You no, know I've actually got a Mohican from one of the events. Uh, that, that you could buy them on the PDC shop. I will say, I will show them to you next Sunday when we are socially distanced in Nottingham. <laughs> um, but f- for me, look, I think this is fairly comfortable for Peter. Right? I don't see Ryan oh. Jones causing the world champion too much trouble, if any. Oh God, this game, this game should be two nil and three nil in legs. I mean, I'm not being funny. God, apart, I'm not being funny. This is no disrespect to Ryan Joyce. What he did on that day was mint. But really, apart from that on the Pro Tour, we've not seen anything this year. Appreciate the World Championship Court Finals, get all that. Totally understand that. But Peter Wright should comfortably win this game. And if he doesn't, something's wrong. Simple as plain as that. Yeah. Right, moving swiftly on. It is the Iceman, Garwin Price, against the machine gun, Jermaine Watamina. And again, if you're a C playing at the top of your game, this is one that you'd be fairly happy with in the draw bracket. Let's be brutally honest. And do we see 
Jermaine causing Gazi any problems? No. I no. think Jermaine's pace plays right into Gazi's hands as well. I just, I'm just not sure I see the resistance or the top level game from Jermaine. Um, whenever we've seen him on TV, he's got a loose dart in him, which is an issue because he needs to be a little bit more consistent in and around that treble. But he's, he's been very wild on the outer ring for the last few times I've seen him. The attempts he has got, all right, he hasn't always had the most attempts, but the attempts he has got, they, they've been quite wild and, and loose. And I just think that if you start doing that straight away, Gezi will blow you away. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, totally, right. totally agree. I, I, again, 2 0. The final game it's the Asp, Nathan Aspinall against the German giant, Gabriel Clemens. Right, gentlemen, where are we on this one? I know where I am, but we'll come to that in a minute. Where are you two on this one? <laughs> Again, where's that bias? We, what, we could just basically hang, hang with, with just a dartboard with Clements' face on it for Kipper Barzi. Um, <laughs> I think this game... Nah, I, I want to I say Clemens wins this goal, but I can't see it personally. Nathan, I think, no. looks too relaxed. I think he looked pretty decent. I think this will be two. I think this will be two 0 again. Quite comfortable, really. Yeah, I just think even if he's, I just think Nathan's that comfortable on the outer ring that even if he's struggling on tops or or sixteens, he'll swap to the other one. I think he is one of those players that can use either mo to suit him. Um, I think his scoring is heavier than Clemens, um, despite how good Clemens can be in and around that treble. Um, I just, just think this is Nathan's. It's no disrespect to Clemens, but we've said it about a couple of other games. There are levels, and I just think Nathan's in, in the top 10 players in the world for a reason. Yeah, look, Clemens is fourth. His form on the floor, I'm not arguing, is stunning. We've seen some absolute blistering performances. But until I see something big on TV, the jury is still out for deliberation. Wait a minute. No, they're not back in yet, so I'm still out. Um, no, I, I think, again, I think let levels, I think Aspinall wins this one for, for me, and I think fairly comfortably. Um, look, Gabriel, he might turn up and produce that form that we haven't seen yet, in which case it will be close, but I just think that Aspinall gets over the, gets over the line and wins the big legs when it matters. Right, guys, that's the round one all well and good it's now time to bring in a special guest and it is sam sizzle one of the top tipsters on social media tears can you hear us and how are you buddy evening gents how are we doing enjoying the show thank you very much for having us on not a problem at all mate not a problem at all for those that don't know sam like we said one of the most successful tipsters on social media and you've been having a look through the betting odds for us mate and where are you with the the odds and everything like that and anything that jumps out at you straight away tell you what mate that is a grand introduction uh you put the pressure on us straight away there um so thank you very much for that um obviously <laughs> i've been having a good look through the fixtures for this one um Look, going through everything that you guys have said, to be honest, you've picked up a lot of the things that I've picked up on as well. Um, I've got, what I've got for you today, I've picked out a fourfold for the opening games, uh, which pays 11 to 2. Uh, I've picked out a tournament winner prediction, and I've also picked out an outside bet for you guys as well. 
Um, the first thing I'll pick up on then, and we're gonna, I'll take you through my fourfold for the first round of games. Uh, and to be fair, that's everything that you've said. You've, most of you've agreed with my predictions on this one. Uh, first one I've got in my fourfold, I've tipped Gary Anderson <laughs> to beat Rob Cross. Now, as you guys have picked up on, this could be an, this could be an anything game, be a really enthralling match. Uh, as we know, Gary Anderson, he's had a little bit of time off uh, to obviously pick up on his hobbies and just have some family time. We know he, he enjoys that. Rob Cross, there is a little bit of the thing he's got against Gary Anderson. Uh, Anderson's won last, nine of the last 10 meetings between the, te- uh, between the guys. So I'm, th- I'm thinking Anderson should have the up hand here in terms of the mental battle there. Um, so I've been t- I'm tipping Gary Anderson to beat Rob Cross at four to seven. Uh, I know if you, and I, I know two of you have gone my way, and one of you has gone for Crossy, uh, <laughs> but I've been going for Gary Anderson. Um, second in there, you've just literally been talking about him, uh, Nathan Aspinall uh, against Clements. As you know, Phil, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Asp. I tend to back him in a lot of tournaments. I think the bookies they tend to give good prices on him for tournaments, and I think each way is a good shout. I, I like him. I like him in tournaments. He's, he tends to get. He tends to be semi-finals or thereabouts. Uh, he's a solid performer, uh, and I think he's got a really exciting career ahead of him. He's got the right attitude, and I think as you guys have touched upon there, there, there is levels uh, in, this, in this game. Uh, I think Aspinall. He's comfortable on the doubles. He's comfortable going anywhere on the boards. So I think in this sort of format, I think it suits him perfectly. So I'd be going Aspinall to beat Clements as my second selection in that. Um, Next in that, we've got Glenn Durrance. I'm, I'm backing him to beat Chizzy. I mean, as we know, Chizzy, what a, what a performer he is. He's one of the most entertaining players on the circuit when, he's, when his game's on. One of the biggest scorers out there. I think the doubles has always been one of the things that has let him down. Don't get me wrong, he's done well once or twice in this tournament in the past. But I think Durrance, since he's joined the P- PDC, he has been incredibly consistent. All the critics have, uh, and all the critics he's had, he, he's pretty much shut the doubters. Uh, so I'll be fancying Glenn Durant to beat Chizzy. And my last one is another one we touched upon. He's probably the most improved player in the circuit uh, this year. It's Devin Peterson to beat to beat D'Souza. Uh, I quite like the price, uh, four to five uh, on Peterson. So I'll be, I'll be backing him to beat D'Souza this weekend. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what you guys think of that one. I really like that, to be fair, lads. What do you think? Oh, that's a really nice hacker. That's a really, really nice hacker. Uh, to be fair, I might just get that. I might actually back myself on that one now. To be fair, eleven to two is not a bad shout for that. Yeah, as you know, Bar Sports are giving up uh, the best odds this week. Uh, I looked at that on other, on other bookies. I was getting nine to two with some bookies. I think for me, that's a fantastic price. I think there's a couple of really good value bets in there. Uh, I quite fancy Sulovic as well. I was debating adding that, but I've decided to play a little bit safer with the odds. And eleven to two, I think, is a, a nice little first round actor, to be honest. Yeah, the big the big story for that one though, uh, PB is obviously the big the big story. I, I guess you're going to ask to uh, in a second though is about the outright odds because the outright odds at the moment are just ridiculous value at this moment in time. Yes, I mean 100 percent what you said there. You you mentioned Van der Berg. He was one that jumps out when I looked at it. His odds are huge. I mean he's. When he gets scored, when he gets going, he's yeah, he's a fantastic player. Uh, obviously, the injury is the one thing, and obviously the first round draw as well. That's another thing that's probably reflected in the odds. But yeah, I, I agree with you. He was he's a huge price. Uh, I've gone for my outsider. I'll move on to the outsider because I think Peterson. He's thirty three to one. Um, 
we've seen in the last couple of months, his level has gone from sort of here to he's right up there now. Uh, at 33 to 1, I think he could be a potential because the, the one worry he's got is obviously he's got to get through this round. He could have MVG in the next round. So this is obviously a big thing here. Uh, if he gets MVG, I think the time you want to play MVG in these sort of tournaments, especially at the moment, is you want to get him early. So MVG, he's got, he's got a tricky first round tie. So there's a, a little chance that he could avoid MVG in that second round, which is obviously a major boost for him. Uh, but I've gone as an outside shout. I've gone for Peterson. I just really like the way he's playing at the moment. He's scoring. He's, he's getting ton averages on a fairly regular basis now. And around the doubles, he's looked pretty comfortable as well. So I think this, this is the perfect time for him to sort of follow up on his, on his, uh, on his win last week. Yeah, right. Where you got, yeah, where, where are you guys sitting on this one? Who, where are you going for your outsider points, by the way? Who are you thinking good of? Question. That's a very good question. I'm just looking at the odds now, uh, to be brutally honest. And I think, you know, obviously Big Dev is obviously a decent shout. Uh, what, so where we where would we set the line for an outsider? Is it basically anybody bar the top three? Or are we going elsewhere? Is anybody else allowed to go in for that? Yeah, I'd, if I'm going outside, I'm saying to look at odds, I'd say 20 to 1, 25 to 1 above that I'm thinking could be potential value. I tend to look at as outsiders. I mean, there okay. is some good values even even around there. I mean, Glenn Durrant, some people might class him as an outsider. Uh, obviously, yeah, this is, off, this, is my, I mean, this yeah. is my this is my pick. This is my pick. And this is why yeah. I don't know whether he's an outsider or whether he's the one that we want to back. But I've got a funny feeling myself that uh, I've got a funny feeling that Glenn's going to do bits in this tournament. And the 18s on Boyle Sports right now is not a bad price. Although if I'm going to yeah. go with anybody else, if I have to go further than than uh, than him, oh, I don't know. I don't know whether Dobes is a decent shout at 66 to 1 because he knows how to play these oh, events in the four semi-finalist. No, I, I, I just one, think where he is in the draw out. is horrid. I think he's where he is in the draw is horrid because he's in that first quarter. I just don't think you can consider anybody there because someone like Wade or Mervyn King, but they've just got so many top quality players to get through. I'm just not looking at it. The one that I've got my eye on um, is Danny Noppert. I think as an outsider, he's the other one that is showing true form, looks really good, looks composed, steady on the doubles. And he's not average. All right, straight shootout rather than double format, but straight in. He's, he's been averaging nothing less than 96. He's just been very, very consistent in and around 100 mark. If he does that as well, whilst getting in on every visit, you get three attempts to get in on a visit. Doesn't matter if you go inside. There's value to be had on Danny Nopper. Are you okay? No, great tis couple. Have you started? Have you been drinking tonight, Danny Nopper? I might need some more as well, looking at the football score, but yeah. <laughs> well, let's not get onto uh, that, but like, God, yeah, I just no. cashed out my bet on Nonsense. that one, actually. I did have, uh, I did have Villa 7 too. I'm just cashing that bet out now. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Are champion or not? <sighs> it's, it's a tricky one. I mean, obviously... Wright's been great again. He's, he's, a, he's a consistent performer. He's a big, he's a big scorer. Uh, if he turns up, obviously Wright's got a chance in absolutely any tournament. 
it's it's really tight up there at the moment. I mean, eleven to two. It's it's very difficult for me to say. I think that's. I'd probably expect him to be around there six to one. I think that would be the sort of price I would probably expect him to be. I think for me, it's it's always interesting. I mean, I've this from my outright perspective. I think around that sort of region, it's. I know MVG is obviously there's a lot been said about his consistency at the moment, but it's just my head. It, it baffles my head sometimes. We consider pre-COVID to see Michael Van Gerwen priced at seventeen to four to win any tournament, tournament uh, including this format. I always look at that sort of price range I just I struggle you can call me a casual on this but I struggle to look past that price and I, I've still got this MVG thing in my head when I look looking around them sort of got MVG at 17 to 4 you've got Peter Wright at 11 to 2 I think you've got uh, Price at 5 to 1 I think the value in that sort of region I'd always go with um, with Michael Van Gogh in, in that sort of department I don't know what you guys think on that front really Genuine question, and this is again to everybody here on the call, and well, to everybody, and also as well to our viewers and, and listeners, by the way. And as well, we, we'll give some listeners feedback on the Grand Prix Daily, which we will talk about a little bit later. Are we in serious danger here of Van Gogh not going off as a favourite? Because it's seventeen to four. You've got seventeen to four there at the moment. You've got Price at five to one. If the bully comes in for Price, he could go off as favourite at this rate. Uh, yeah, agree. And Tizzle down on this that money does move markets. Um, so yeah, if look if a lot of money comes in on price, then yeah, MVG could go off a second favourite quite easily. Says, yeah, agreed. I think. I mean, I was looking at this one. Michael, he has got a tricky. He's got a tricky first round side to get through here. We've seen him go out in the first round of a few tournaments recently. So I think if he gets through this first round, we know the longer formats always suit Michael. If he gets through this tricky first round, I expect to see the price on him. Come in considerably, to be honest. Uh, obviously, he's got a tricky second round in Devon if they both meet in the second round. Um, so that's where you might see the prices really sort of come in on Michael. Yeah, I think he's just got to get through these first one or two games and then you'll see the price get hammered on on Michael potentially there, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I don't know what you guys think on that front. Yeah, no, 100%. We were talking about it earlier. That If you're going to back Michael, you have to do it now. Because that price, yeah. same as at the UK Open, will not be around forever. So all Michael backers, no. it's now on. It's backing now, or look, he's going to be around the evens or odds on again very, very soon. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of tips as well. Obviously, primarily you, football. You go even when you get knocked in... out first round. <laughs> the mute button. Oh wow. Let's throw the shots tonight. I love it. Back in him. <laughs> um, yeah, Tiz, have you noticed more people getting involved in the darts betting over the last couple of years? Obviously, because I know football was mainly your thing, but you've had to diversify into other sports. Have you noticed a, a big shift in the darting world? Because Yeah, a considerable shift uh, in, uh, in what users are actually backing now. Uh, obviously, as you know, Phil, predominantly I was uh, football. I've done a bit of horse racing and boxing and darts in my time. What I've noticed now, uh, from a tipping perspective, I'm getting so much so, so much more interest coming my way, asking for darts tips. Uh, obviously, bookmakers have considerably increased uh, their live streams uh, for all the darts events. We've obviously had specific live streaming events that have been made. Uh, so obviously, see what's happening with the COVID restrictions now. Uh, and it's, it's, to be honest, in a weird way, that's been great for the sport. It's kept the sport moving. Uh, and that's where darts has to be admired because 
in fairness to them, they've come together. People have taken what has been a horrendous, uh, horrendous set of circumstances for every every sport going. But I think where darts has really got to be admired is the fact that they have put together these tournaments. Uh, a lot of respect, obviously, for you guys giving it the coverage as well and helping out with the stream side of things. The PDC deserves a great deal of respect as well for keeping the sport moving and also, you know, what I mean, just getting new getting new people involved. Uh, keeping the darts players sort of interested in it. Obviously, we know not everyone was interested in playing some of these formats. It hasn't been for everyone, but it's also been great for some of the lower-ranked players to get involved and still challenge themselves against the big players. So I think that side of it's been good, and it's also got a new a new wave of people interested in betting on darts as well. Tis absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for joining us on this week's live lounge, mate. Your insight has been absolutely amazing to pick your brain on who you think is going to do well at the World Grand Prix, mate. Thank you very much as always, buddy. Thank you very much, guys. Love to be on the show and look forward to listening again. Cheers, dude. Cheers. Well, guys, always a pleasure to have Tiz on the show, um, but it's getting to that point now where you know what's coming, gentlemen. I'm going to ask you some difficult questions. So, first of all, I want your finalists... And who wins the Ball Sports World Grand Prix? Do you want a final four, PB, to see who gets out of each uh, out of each section? Because we'll I've do, got that. Uh, all right, we'll do. We'll, all right, we'll do. Who gets out of each quarter, and then from there, who wins? Okay. Well, I'll go first because I don't mind. Can we uh, pop the draw back up? I am going to say. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a wiki. Yes, we great. can. Well, well, I've got it on Wiki, so I'll do it. I'll do it from there. Right. So, getting out of the top quarter of the draw will be the world number one, Michael Van Gerwen. It just will. Uh, unfortunately, for anybody who thinks there's going to be any sort of uh, thing on like this, it won't be. He will probably play. I'm going to say he plays Chris Doby in the quarterfinal. What it would have been a semi-final last year for him. It'll probably be a quarterfinal this year. But I think Michael Van Gerwen does the job. Get out of the second quarter of the draw. I am very much struggling on this one. Uh, but I'm going to go... Mm. I'm going to go Mensor. Why not? Why not? I'll go Mensor. Right. You need to run. I know. I know. I can't believe that I'm picking Mensor Sulevich either, but he's going he's gonna, to uh, be in a semi-final against Michael Van Gerwen. Don't ask me why. Uh, Glenn Durrant will get out of the uh, the next part of the draw. He'll get part of the third part of the draw. He will beat Peter Wright once again in the second round, just like he did uh, in the match play. And he will face the Iceman. Gerwin Price will be in the semi-finals. So my semi-final lineup, Michael Van Gerwen against Mensal Sudovic and then Glenn Durrant against Gerwin Price. Now, do you want me to go further, Phil, and tell you who makes the final and, and, and the and wins it, or do you want me to uh, do you want me to hold fire? We'll come on. To, we'll come on to that in a second. We'll we'll all get our final final fours first. Gob, where are you going? I'm going to ignore the first quarter to start with. I'm going to I'm going to come back to that because I need more <laughs> thinking time because it's an absolute bomb site. Um, yeah. Second quarter, I'm about to to drop a grenade. It's Danny Nopper, like I've just said. I think there's value in him. The more and more I look at that that quarter, I just think that it, it could open up really nicely for him. He's playing that well, Jar. 
I'm I not just, saying he's he not is. playing he's well. Playing but well. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, but no, it's not going to happen. Uh, the other side of the draw, Peter Wright comes through the top half. Um, best player in the world right now. Just is. Um, and then the bottom well, half. Like you, Bob. <laughs> the bottom half. I think Aspinall does Gezi. Do you? I think he owes him one. I think they are on a collision course. I think they are the two quality outfits or performers in that in that quarter of the draw. And I think Aspinall owes him one. They've had a couple of really good, intense, close matches recently, um, which have gone Gezi's way. And I just think this is the time for Asp. So I think it's Asp. Uh, top left. <laughs> Where do I go with this? <laughs> I'll tell you where you're going. <laughs> Go well, on, well, well, we should do. Well, I know where you're going. You're going Ratajski. No. I think he's going Wade or Merv. A certain somebody wades his way to the semi-finals without <laughs> being exceptional, <laughs> with just being steady and, and doing what he does. Of course he does. He knows what doubles he likes. Oh, he's he he's the best when he wants those doubles under pressure. He, he's, he just knows right. what he does. He knows what he likes. knows what he does. Right, 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 right. So you're waiting in from the top it. half of the draw. <laughs> no, no, yes. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Top... Top left, the world number one, of course. What a surprise. Going MVG. Bottom yes. <clears throat> left. Michael Smith. You think his double is going to hold up? Through. That's the problem. Yes, because I, because I think he's going to play a percentage strategy and throw for 10s and 15s and not fuss which one he hits. Mm. Kyle okay. Anderson, so, he did right, that a couple I, of years ago. He, he developed yeah, a joy for yeah, 15 I, um, to get in. 15, look, look I think that if, if, he, if he goes tops, no. But I think he'll start 10s and 15s and he's not fussed which ones he goes he goes in on as long as it's on one of them. So I think he's going to play the percentage game and come through that. Top right... I'm torn here. I'm torn here between my head and a right rogue pick. You're not going to go colour or claret, surely. No, he likes the look of the ferret. Look at him. I think I he do, does like I the, look, do of the, like the look of the ferret. I'm not going to lie. I do like what I saw. and I like the look of the ferret. I'm surprised you're not picking that. Yeah. really rogue, PB. Well, this, this is the, this is the other one. It, it, for me, it's Durham or the ferret. Oh, you're not going to go snaking. You think snaky gets knocked out? Decent. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think I think, think, think Durham does him again, like he did him in the match play. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so that's going to be the quarter final. Go... Then it's going to be Durham against Clayton. I need more Durant, alcohol. Dozer against the <laughs> Dozer against the ferrets. Um, uh, Durant just, but the ferret will have a good oh. run. Bottom half, 
But bottom, we were we were our own game with this one. We're, we're, we're going to Wales. We're going to Markham in Wales for the Iceman. We'll come through that bottom quarter of the draw. We'll beat Nathan Aspinall in an epic quarter final, final set thriller. I'm not just I'm not just giving you results. I'm telling you how it's all playing out as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> Right, so yeah, MVG, Michael Smith, Glenn Durrance, Gerwin Price. However, if the ferret is in there, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, so from our final four picks, who wins the 2020 Ball Sports World Grand Prix? Okay. So it's Michael Van Gerwen. Okay, so it's Michael Van Gerwen against Mensor Sudovic in that semi final. It's a one way street for MVG. It's Glenn Duran against Gerwin Price, and does it gets revenge on Gerwin Price for the semi-final defeat uh, for the uh, course-final defeat in the World Darts Championship? Meaning, we get a final that I think we will all love to see: Michael Van Gerwen, the world number one, against Glenn Duran in a best of nine sets match, potentially. This is the moment that Glenn Durrant wins a PDC televised title. He made the semi-finals of this event last year. He's yet to make a televised final. He made it the semi-final of the match play. This is the year. Glenn Durrant will become the 2020 Boyle Sports World Grand Prix champion three days before he goes in as number one seed in the Premier League final. Glenn Durrant wins it. Where are you going from there, Gob? I've realised I've just put a James Wade, Danny Knopp at semi-final. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> Big love What's for that. What's a semi-final that, that uh, it, I've got to back my man then. He's going all the way to the final. Is is the man from Aldershot. Yeah, and he will play the best player in the world, Peter Wright. James Wade against Peter Wright in the final. Yep, and Snakey will win the final five three. I'm saying, by the way, I'm going to go score prediction. By the way, I'm saying that does it beat MBG five three as well? Right, 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 right. So my semi final lineup. Michael versus Michael. Michael obviously wins. <laughs> Bold, Matt. I like it. Stick your neck out, Phil. Bold predictions. Bold predictions all no, over uh, this M- show. MVG M- beats Michael Smith in my semi-final. Then, Gerwin Price beats Glenn Durrant by the narrowest of margins and we have got, I'm going to say it, it's controversial this, the new El Clasico of Darts final. Ooh. Michael Van Gerwen against the Iceman Gathering Price. Hashtag absolute box office. And from there, MVG wins the final 5 4. In a nine-set. Oh, you're going. You're going with a five-four. Interesting. Yes. 
So that is my final prediction from that. So we do we don't do things by half here, do we? No, no. I, I, this I'll is try to think what the because I'm getting messages fair, from my yeah, girlfriend who's watched four tournaments in her entire life and she's going, why aren't you back in Glen Duran? So I dread to think what the comments are saying. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, a lot of the comments are saying they really like the fact that we don't all say the same and we do genuinely say what we think. That we don't toe the toe the line and just go, yep, yep, yep. Um, so it's not too bad. Right, before we come on to the questions, there were some other news broke in the PDC this week. Anyone think that we've done this before? That Coventry is the new official home of Wild Darts, ladies and gentlemen. Milton Keynes yes. has been It's been moved. Milton Keynes is no more. We don't like it. Roundabout City is gone. And it's all about the Rico Arena because it will host the 2020 Ball Sports World Grand Prix, the Unibet Premier League, the PDC Winter Series, the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts, and of course the Labrooks Players Championship Finals. And after that, would you bet against the World Championships being at the Rico? Probably not, because none of us have got an absolute scoobies what's going on with that. But <laughs> not even not even the, not even the not even Matt Porter does it. We was are you chatting to him for Christ's sake? Yeah. To be fair, Matt Matt did well there. He covered his bets. Ali Pal is a short price favourite. You could be a politician. He spread back that really well, that question. Um, no, look, Coventry, the Rico Arena is set up for darts. A couple of people asking why it's gone to Coventry. So basically, Matchroom as a company, obviously, snooker, darts, boxing, and everything like that, that they booked um, MK for the snooker that has got, I think there's seven tournaments from China got cancelled, so they block booked it for that. So but MK is MK and Coventry, they're pretty much identical. They've been built the same. So the, yeah. the, there's no difference. Um but gentlemen, five big, big tournaments in Coventry. I love it. Love it. Yeah. Keep everything in Coventry for the next however long. Twenty minutes down the road. I love it. Uh look this is great. Uh, it's great that we have an actual venue for each of the tournaments, obviously, um, and that's fantastic. And it is the perfect setting for the PBDC. can create that bubble, which they need to in order to satisfy the Gov. So that's great. And, yeah, absolutely epic. And as well as that, I'm not just saying this, by the way, those tournaments are, by the Grand Slam, are great. And, yeah, uh, I can't wait. The Players' Championship Finals, I'm such a shame we're not going to Minehead, but if it means I'm going to go in 20 minutes down the road, PB, then happy days. Happy days. Uh, and for those asking, there will be two boards at the Players' Championship Finals and one, or board two, will be on PDC TV. Matt confirmed that, that there will be two boards. So, great news for Dart fans. Right, guys, it's that time. It's question time. So, on YouTube, please get your questions in now. There's some for us to go through. And, of course, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button because we have got bundles and bundles of... Thing, uh, people saying, sorry, we're late. Um, Owen and Charlie, don't worry, guys, you're here. That's the important thing. Doesn't matter what time you turn up, as long as you find us, because you can always watch this back on YouTube. Of course, we've done the referees' questions. Uh, Philip, do you want to see more doubling starts tournaments for more variation in the PDC? 
Good question. Uh, for me, we, we, I'm happy with one, but more set play. I don't, I'd like to see a little bit more variation. I, I do think that we spoke about having the players' champs on the weekend before as doubling, but obviously they count towards the players' championships, so you can't change the format of those. But I am more than happy to see some more variation. I don't want to see us start playing cricket and that sort of thing, but I think a proper world pairs championship or, or something along those lines would, would be pretty epic. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd love to see if we can more double, more, double, double uh, more set play tournaments. It is my favourite thing on the planet. The World Championships is special for that and I get that same with the Grand Prix, but we need more set play. Simplest plan as that. Yeah, um, we've got one. Make the Masters set play. Yeah, look, I don't disagree with that. Sack that the play. Masters no, off. Don't disagree with that. No, actually, no. Make make the Masters into the Champions League. I've said this before. Make it to a top 16. Make it into a set play tournament for over the weekend. Let's do that. Because uh, there's no point for the Masters and the Champions League. But obviously, if ITV do agree a new deal, I imagine the Masters will be kept onto it. Yeah. Uh, a couple one on here. The qualifying for the Masters should be on a year ranking. Look, I don't disagree with that. However, when it's non-ranked, basically the TV company says they want the top 16, they get the top 16. Pretty much is the I answer to... I don't see the point in the Masters. The players, the players aren't interested anymore. It's too close to the World Championships. The addition of the Premier League and, and how big the Premier League has got now just, just means the players aren't interested. A couple of use it as a chance to tinker... But let's be honest, they're not worried. It doesn't count towards their ranking. Of the exhibition events, the Premier League's a lot bigger. You've got Q School going on at the same time. And yes, it fills a gap in TV scheduling a little bit. The season opener, as you like. But th there's no need for it. That and a Champions League become one event later in the year. Give, give the players a little bit longer off over Christmas. They've earned it. Yeah, cool. Uh, another one. Do you know why the Grand Prix is starting on a Tuesday? Yes, because they haven't got to worry about ticket sales, because obviously normally you want the semi-final and finals full, so you have it on a Saturday and a Sunday or a Friday and a Saturday if you're in Ireland, um, because it's basically it's done for TV ratings, so it doesn't clash with football or anything like that. It's just purely because there's no fans in there to sell tickets for. They've just gone with the TV scheduling that Sky wanted, pretty much. <laughs> Happy days. Simple way. We love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's why that one. Um, opinions on Danny Bagish, who is very close to a second world championship after the CDC at the weekend. Uh, yes, I did watch him in the CDC, and I was surprised that he didn't go to Q School this year. Um, what we saw at the Worlds, uh, Danny, Bagish, Danny Bagish is a very accomplished player, guys. Oh, yeah. Min. Yeah. He, uh, and plus, as well, the uh, thing is, though, he's going to have to have a new, uh, new walk on theme this year, isn't he? He's got to use Pump It Up anymore because Glenn Durrance had it. Snooze, you lose. <laughs> that works. Doesn't have that happen to him anyway. I, I, I just think that John <laughs> no, no, Park, we're, we're you know, in terms of the North American series or circuit, I don't think John Park made the splash in, in the game that we all expected him to. Jeff Smith is, is sort of building that reputation back up. So we need a couple more just to come over, start building, start showing what they can do build their tour back up, I get, because it's such a massive country. It's so difficult to have a pro tour and that sort of thing. But 
the game spreading can only be a good thing and we keep on earthing these talents that, that can play and produce high level games and another one from another continent can't be that can't be bad. Yeah. Uh, nine data in the Grand Prix, guys. One question: Do we think there will be one? Yes. No. 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 We've only really ever had yes. three, and there's a reason for that. Well, if they are, it's going to be Mervyn King or James Wade because it only happens when James Wade's involved. Um, which yes. is good that I've got him going all the way to the final. Then, to be fair, because there's five matches for it to happen in. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I'd... I just think so many of the field have moved away from the conventional double top to get in and aren't concerned about the nine data. They're just playing the percentages, going for doubles that they like. And the minute they do that, you just take the nine out of the equation. So you you, you physically can't have an attempt for about 60% of the field already. We've got one from Rachel. Rachel loves the show. Top two seeds most likely to fall in round one, in our opinions. Good question. I'm just muting God for this one. Two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, okay, this is an interesting one. The top two seeds that could go. Oh, dearie me. I think Rob Cross, think obviously, because I've got Gary Anderson coming through there. Um, Rob Cross and I'm gonna say Gurney, obviously, because I had Cross and Gurney losing. So yeah, Cross and Gurney. No, I think the right hand side of the draw are all are very safe as seeds, without being disrespectful. Um, I think it comes from the left hand side. Um, Cross is obviously at risk playing Gary, Wadey, Merv is a coin flip. Um, but I'm gonna say Michael Smith. Michael Smith and Rob Cross are the two in trouble for me. Phil can come out from behind yeah, the sofa now. No, look, I, I agree. I think James Wade is one of the seeds that, look, I'm not saying he's in trouble because it's a close game, but I think it's because it's a close game is one of the reasons why I think I put him in that bracket, that Merv could quite easily win that game. And the same Rob Cross because he's got Gary. I'm not saying he loses, but because it's Gary Anderson... Gary Anderson could wheel off six legs in a row in a blink of an eye, two nil cheersies, and on to the next game. Right. Some good questions coming here. Keep them coming, guys. I'm liking this tonight. Owen, what do you make of the 16 one session European Championship on the Thursday? Oh, my days. I absolutely love it. The only reason why they've done this Chaos. is because ITV have obviously got. ITV's obviously got a, um, a a big racing event on the Friday and the Saturday. I presume it's going to be at Newmarket, so that's obviously what why they've moved it. But even so, I can't wait for this. There's no meeting at Newmarket on the Friday. It's Saturday and Sunday. I've looked. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, there's got to be something yeah. going on. There's no, there has to be something, no but I'm not sure what it is. No, uh, so ITV have got a racing event happening on the on the uh, on the Friday. So obviously that's been moved. So they would have a double session on the Friday normally and a double session on the Saturday, but it's obviously not going to happen. Uh, but I'm loving it. Can't bloody wait. <laughs> Absolutely buzzing for this. Sixteen games in one night. <laughs> got uh, you know, and I think as well, it's it's, it's going to be best of eleven because it always is in the first round of the Euros. I can't wait. Buzzing, buzzing for this. Yeah. Right, this is going to split opinion. 
do we think MVG will still be world number one after the Worlds, or will it be right or Price? It's not going to split opinion. Yes. It's going to be Peter Wright. Well, it's not. It's going to be MVG. <laughs> MVG will easily be number one in the world. People are talking like there's going to be an actual competition on this. There isn't anything at all. Michael Van Gerd will comfortably be the world number one. In the words of no context, turn. No, 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 no. Um, no, MVG for me um, will be world number one after the after the world championships <laughs> because he will be world champion. But, I don't know. We'll hold that thought right there, Mister Bars. We will hold that what? thought. Oh, Philip, so naive. <laughs> uh, so yeah um, that's that one uh, whilst um, <laughs> yeah they split on here as well um, <laughs> uh, is it likely to be that the EDC because they can't the afternoon session for some reason uh, don't know what the regulations are going to be um, but yeah, yeah I'm oh, right, so not sure what this time yeah, what he's, what he's saying there is obviously is the European Championships because there's a religious uh, afternoon session on Sunday for some religious reasons. Well, they had that the last couple of years. Um, they've had a Sunday afternoon session. They've had a quarterfinals and the semifinals and the final like night TV normally do. I presume it's because of yeah. racing, which is, you know, understandable. Yeah. Um, I know not last year, the year before, some planning department meltdown, but it was actually a Dortmund game on at the same time. That was interesting. Yes, um, I bet it was. Uh, what darts will Peter play with at the World Grand Prix? Uh, your guess is as good as mine, Charlie. He'll probably play with one Different set. Different ones to what he'll play with at the game afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, look, right. your guess is as good as mine. But to be fair, he does seem to have stuck with the Mambas recently. Um, but if he has one bad game with them, he'll probably then go back to the World ones. However, go into Facebook, of Peter Wright, find whatever group you want with dart selling and just scroll down a bit and just press. You'll however, talking of Peter Wright, <laughs> are we going to have Usain Bolt Peter Wright in the first round like we did at the World Series? Oh my days, what was not. that all about? He, turned, he literally not. turned into Vincent van der Voort overnight. Without the dying desire to demolish everything in his way. <laughs> Every every building. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but that's why we like Vincent. <laughs> that's why we Vincent do like Vincent for that reason. Wildcard to every tournament because you know you're going to get an absolute blockbuster. <laughs> Can we just say this quickly? I appreciate we're going a little bit here, and I know we will. Uh, we appreciate we'll come on to the end of this in a bit, listeners and viewers. Okay. But can I just say I want Van der Voort in the Premier League just to go round the 16 events and 16 venues just to see what venues he does want to kill and knock down every week. I just want to see it. Can you imagine going to the cow shed? Next year, we're taking him to Exeter with us. We'll we'll take him to the West Point. We're like, Vincent, just just stop in here on the night on the way down to the UK Open. The UK. As as we pull up, the sign says, sheep shearing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Patrick, by the way, Patrick said, what was the sort between Man United and Spurs? Yeah, we lost 6-1. Yeah, we lost six one, but you know it wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst defeat today. It wasn't the worst defeat today. I don't think, to be honest. 
I'll be honest with you. Charlie, the second word is off. You can fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. Uh, right, 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 right. We are coming towards the end of the show. We just want to thank you all for joining in, but we are going to fill you in of our content plans. First of all, fingers crossed, I will be in the bubble. I'm not going to say I am yet because the way everyone's failing COVID tests right now, I don't want to jinx it. However, right now, I've got no symptoms. I feel fine. So I can't do any more than that. But until I get the um, the note under the door saying, you can leave. Um, look, but fingers yeah. crossed, I should be in the bubble bringing, bringing us all the information that we need. Of course, we're going to have the daily pod as well from us all to keep you up to speed on what everything is going on. Kind yeah. edited by Jar every night. No, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, Grand Prix Daily, we've we hit some amazing numbers on the Match Play Daily, even more amazing numbers on the Premier League Daily. So we thought, why not? We'll be the only podcast to give you uh, all of the reaction every single night. Obviously, for the first two nights, I, I can't lie to you, we won't be doing every single interview. Eight interviews in a night is challenging. Uh, so uh, we will basically be doing, thank you, three or four of the top stories every night and then basically telling you, go and look at Phil's interviews because they're normally, oh, well, they're not normally, they are always great. Uh, so uh, they're always available for you. So make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast channel as well. If you're listening to this and you've, if you missed some of the show tonight as well, remember it's also going to be available to download as a podcast uh, on our YouTube podcast provider. Just search Online Darts Lounge and you'll get subscribe and you'll get every episode for you in the morning when you wake up on the Grand Prix Daily, apart from the last night because we're, we don't normally do that because then we have a live band straight after it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and of course, we'll have um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the website online darts um, hitting some really good traffic numbers, guys. I just want to thank you all for getting behind the project. It's a real treat that I knew it would work. However, the, the response has been remarkable in a short space of time. So thank you from us all. We're all putting in as much hard work as we physically can to bring you guys the best content out there. And we try and get it on every platform. So for those that can't listen to it on YouTube, we'll bring it to you as an audio. For those that haven't got that, we'll bring it to you somewhere else. We will always bring you it so you, the viewer, can consume it is for sure. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Get a good night's sleep. I hope we see you. Yeah, hopefully see you down in the. Yeah, hopefully see you down there in Coventry, Phil, at some stage. Yes. We we, we know the storm's coming. We're going to embrace it and we're going to absolutely smash it out of the park. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. I'm Phil Bars, joined by Jack Gobby Garwin, Jonathy, and this is the Online Darts Live Lounge, and we'll see you all next time. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.